Hello and welcome to a special Christmas edition of the Capital Yarns podcast. I'm Sean Costello and uh, each time on this podcast I bring to life a story inspired by three items nominated by social media and the stories that ensure always set in Canberra, the capital of Australia. And as I said, this is a special Christmas edition, a story inspired by three items nominated by Karen, who asked for three red roses, a womble, and Mount Majura Pinot Noir. Mount Majura is a local winery in the Canberra region. I do quite like a glass of their Pinot Noir. Uh, Womble's a small furry animal popular in the 1980s, and hopefully three red roses needs no further information dear listener. So it's a Christmas story. Uh, This time of year, I I find myself always reflecting on just how lucky and fortunate I am and also thinking about uh, those less fortunate than myself, even in a city as affluent as Canberra, there are plenty of those sadly, and the organisations that help support them. And so this tale was sort of a bit of a tribute to those organisations. Hope you enjoy it. It's a bit of a family effort. Uh, Everyone's had a go at this one and Particularly grateful to my wife, Melanie, who is uh, doing most of the work here on this one. Hope you enjoy it. It's called A Canberra Christmas Tale. Twas twelve nights before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring. Except for Jocelyn and Brianna, who came running into the lounge room. They both stopped dead in their tracks. There, next to their Christmas tree, a large man was crouching down, laying wrapped presents at his feet. He wore a tight red suit around his ample stomach, which was partly obscured by a long white beard. In short, he looked suspiciously like Santa. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? All Brianna could do was nod. Her mouth open in shock. The man jumped in surprise at the sound of their voices, his stomach trembling like jelly as he turned around. He stared at them for a moment, and they stared back. At last he spoke, slowly but in a deep, booming voice. Can you see me? Both girls nodded. Can you see these presents? Both girls nodded in unison again. The man slapped his forehead and sat down in a heap by the Christmas tree. Oh, they can see me, they can see me, and the presents. Ho, ho, oh no. Jocelyn and Brianna slowly approached the man. Are you Santa? The man looked up at her. No, of course not. What gave you that idea? I'm... I'm going to a fancy dress party. So, why are you in our house? Before the man could answer, a female voice called out from another part of the house. Jasprey! Are you okay? The man indicated the girl should kneel down next to him. Yes, I am Santa Claus. It appears my magic has run out. This has never happened before, but it's very important grown-ups don't see me. Brianna looked at him suspiciously and pulled his beard. Ow! Brianna turned to Jocelyn. Yep, I reckon he's the real deal. Jocelyn pondered this for a moment before calling out. We're fine, Mum. Okay, well, sing out if you need me. 
Jocelyn looked back suspiciously at the man on the floor of their lounge room. You've got ten seconds to explain yourself. I'm so convinced. I mean, why send her in our house twelve days early? The man sighed. You are right to be suspicious, Jocelyn. I will have to tell you one of my biggest secrets. Lean in closer. Both girls leant closer. I can't deliver all the presents around the world in just one night. I just don't have enough magic to go to every house in one night. In the old days, I used to give it a try when there were fewer children, but not any more. So, and this is the very secret part, I lay the presents down early and make them invisible with my magic. Then, on Christmas morning, the magic finishes and the presents can be seen. He pulled a large device out of his pocket, which was shaped a little like a mobile phone. It was ticking, and on its display was a large battery symbol. The battery was flashing red. This is my Giftatron. It stores my gift magic for me. I thought I had just enough to do your house, and then I would figure out how to refill it. This is as empty as it's been in years. What do you need to refill it? Santa stroked his beard. Well, I need the spirit of Christmas, giving and generosity of spirit. That's what I need to do my work. That's sort of what I'm all about. We can help you. We can help you find giving and generosity in Canberra. Hang on. I'm not convinced you're actually Santa yet. Girls, Dad and I need your help with something. Mum's voice was getting closer. The girls looked at Santa. I can prove it, but it will take a moment for me to get the Giftatron ready, and that will be the end of my magic. I'll have none left. I'll really need your help to refill it, otherwise there'll be no Christmas for millions of children around the world. The sisters looked at each other before smiling and nodding. Okay, hide behind the tree and we'll distract Mum and Dad. Santa knelt down behind the tree and started pushing buttons on the Giftatron. Just in time, he disappeared. For a moment later, the girl's mother entered the room. We're just getting ready to send the letters you wrote for Santa, and we notice that you've both asked for a womble each. Again. The girls nodded and smiled, trying to avoid looking to where Santa was hiding behind the tree. Subconsciously, they had shuffled next to each other, creating a wall between them and the Christmas tree. Are you okay? They both nodded and smiled. Well, these are the same presents you asked Santa for last year, but um, he couldn't find them, remember? I'm sure he tried to find one everywhere and asked the elves to make them, but he just couldn't. Yeah, but we really like your old one, Bull. And we want one each of our own. They are just so cute and fairy. Mum opened her mouth to respond when she suddenly froze. Mum, are you okay? Why is she just standing there, frozen, with her mouth open? Santa re-emerged from behind the Christmas tree. There you are. That's the last bit of my magic in action. What did you do? Oh, oh, she'll be fine, my dear. I've frozen her in time. It's only temporary. They'll wake up in a little while and will think nothing has happened, which should give us enough time to refill the Giftatron without them worrying about you. Worrying is not good for the Giftatron. 
I know just where to start. Quick then, we can take my sleigh. The girls followed Santa out of the house and were shocked to find a large red sleigh parked in their driveway. Where are the reindeers? I only take them out on Christmas Eve. Don't want to wear them out. The sleigh runs on solar power. Very handy when I'm delivering my invisible presents during the day. And as I live in the North Pole, I like to do what I can about climate change. They piled into the sleigh and Santa handed Brianna a small digital device. Is this another gift a chunk? Oh, 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 goodness, no. It's a GPS. Type in where we're going and it will direct us. Much more reliable than the maps my elves used to make me. Brianna looked at the device for a few moments, trying to figure out how it worked, before typing in her destination. The sleigh rose into the air and they flew away from the house, the wind rushing through their hair. The girls had a million questions flying through their minds. They didn't know where to start. So why are you here now? I usually go in time zone order. As Canberra is on the east coast of Australia, it's one of the first places in the world to have Christmas morning. So I travel around in the weeks leading up, dropping off my presents but making them invisible. Do you still go out on Christmas Eve? Yes, I do like to pop into a few places just to enjoy the spirit of Christmas. I can usually top up the Giftatron then too. I also like to sample some of the snacks people leave out for me and ho ho ho, that's why I have such a healthy weight. Let me see if memory serves correctly. Your family leaves out some warm milk, cookies... And, uh, something unusual. What is that? Santa stroked his beard, trying to remember. Ah, yes. Three red roses, as I recall. Ha 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 ha. Dad isn't too happy about that. He, think, he thinks Mum has a soft spot for you. Ah, he should give her more roses himself. I bet that's the hint she's trying to give him. Is there anything else you would prefer? Well, the roses are very nice, but now you mention it, I'm quite partial to a glass of Pinot Noir. Pinot what? Before Santa could answer, they felt the sleigh moving downwards. Ah, we seem to have arrived. Where are we, Brianna? Is this a shopping centre? I thought we would visit your helper. Here, he brings lots of joy to the children who visit him. Ho, 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 indeed, an excellent idea. The sleigh landed gently on the roof of the shopping mall building and the three travellers made their way inside. As they entered, a security guard noticed them, particularly Santa, who stood out in his bright red suit. Ah, g'day, mate. I think there must be some mix-up. One of your people's already arrived. The security guard indicated to a nearby line of parents and children who were waiting to see one of Santa's helpers seated nearby. Ah, yes, excellent. Uh, I'm just here to uh, keep an eye on him. He's one of our new helpers. He pulled the Giftatron out of his pocket and walked towards the helper dressed in similar clothes. The girls now had the opportunity to compare him to the real Santa and noticed that Santa's red suit was a brighter red, while his beard was more wispy than the helper's cotton wool-like version. The helper looked up, surprised to see someone dressed the same way, but continued to speak to the child on his lap. He handed the child a lollipop. Santa looked down at the Giftatron. Not too bad, but we'll need more than this. Even if we visited every shopping mall in Canberra, wouldn't have enough energy to finish Canberra, let alone Australia. We need bigger gifts. Oh, I know some good places. 
A moment later, they were in the sleigh, this time following the direction Jocelyn had entered into the GPS. Soon they were flying over Lake Burley Griffin, before the sleigh slowed and hovered over a tall, thin, white concrete building on the foreshore. What's this? It's a big bell called a carillion. It was a gift from the British people to Canberra for its 50th birthday. Santa looked down at the giftatron, which was flashing orange. That's more like it. I need more things like this. I've got one. She grabbed the GPS. The sleigh, still hovering in the air, turned gently and flew over the northern bank of the lake, before again slowing to a hover near a large flagpole. We came here for our school excursion. It's a Canadian flagpole given as a gift from the Deputy Prime Minister after a visit to Australia. It's made from a single piece of wood from a forest in the Canadian province of British Columbia. Excellent, excellent. We're really doing well now. What's that big building on the hill? It's got a large flagpole on the top as well. That's Parliament House. I suppose we could try it. It's sort of a gift from the people of Australia to Canberra. Santa grabbed the controls of the sleigh and manually directed them towards the three-sided flagpole. He glanced down at the giftatron as they approached. He screwed up his face in frustration. What's the building below the flagpole used for? It's Australia's Parliament. Representatives are sent from all around the country. Oh, politicians. That explains why the giftatron is losing power. Tends to be a bit of a problem with buildings like that sometimes. It's best we steer clear for now, I think. Uh, perhaps if you show me more local Canberra generosity. That seems to have done the job so far. We know just the places. They took Santa to places with names like Companion House, Red Cross and Communities at Work, and the generosity of spirit they found filled Santa's magic. We're nearly there. The Giftatron is 80% full. I often find being generous with food fills it up. It fills me up too. Why don't we just fly over Canberra and get all of its like giving spirits? And that's just what they did. Perfect. I'm now completely full. That early morning breakfast service where they served food to the homeless was particularly beneficial. What a lovely city. Now, your parents will wake up shortly, so I think we should get you home. Soon they were back in the sleigh and in no time returned to their home. Santa wrapped his arms around the girls and gave them a large hug. They felt warm and safe within the softness of his belly and beard. Goodbye, Jocelyn and Brianna. I won't forget what you did for me. You're most certainly on my nice list this year. Now, I must finish my deliveries. You've given me enough magic to do the whole world. Even your presence should be invisible now. Good luck, Santa. The girls watched as the magic sleigh took off and flew away. And keep in touch. Don't forget to write me what you want for Christmas. The girls walked back into their house and entered the lounge room, just as their mother began to unfreeze. They raced back to where they thought they had been standing, just as she continued speaking. So, I'm not sure if we can... But Jocelyn interrupted before she could speak. It's fine, Mum. We don't need the Womble. We'll ask for something different from Santa. Yeah, he's a busy man. We'll take whatever he has time for to give us. On one condition. We have to leave out some pin and one for Santa. 
Do you mean Pinot Noir wine? Yeah, that's it. The girl's father entered the room. You have some Mount Majura Pinot Noir, don't you, honey? The girl's father nodded doubtfully. Yeah, but I've been saving it for a special occasion. Well, it doesn't get more special than Christmas. Santa certainly drank all of his port last year, didn't he? Yeah, he certainly did. I was hoping he would leave some for me. And maybe we could do some volunteer work, Dad, on Christmas Day. Yeah, maybe we could help serve breakfast in the city. That'd be a great family gift. Twelve days later, on Christmas morning, the girls ran into the lounge room to find an empty glass of wine and presents from Santa under their tree. Someone enjoyed the Pinot Noir! Dad stumbled in behind her, looking disappointed. Yeah, it looks like they did. It was Santa, and look, he has left extra presents for us. Their parents looked at each other questioningly. So he has, perhaps. But before she could finish, the girls had ripped open the presents, and inside they each found a brand new Womble. They smiled at each other before putting the toys to the side. Send left your present too, Mum, and you, Dad. Quick, open them. Their parents looked at each other questioningly. Don't you want to play with your toys? We want to see your faces when you open up your present. She handed her mother a thin wrapped object. She ripped away the paper to discover a dozen red roses. Oh, these are beautiful. You shouldn't have Santa. Dad looked back and smiled weakly, although he seemed confused. Here's yours, Dad. Dad's eyes lit up as he peeked inside. It's a dozen bottles of Pinot Noir. Oh, thank you, Santa. These are such a surprise. We changed our letters to Santa. Yeah, we asked for something different, something for you instead. But how did Santa get them here? Girls smiled at each other before replying in unison. That's a secret, but it's all about the magic of giving. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. A lot of the organisations I named I'll include in the show notes, but they included Companion House, which does some great work for refugees and asylum seekers in the ACT. Uh, and they're also a charity that uh, I try to donate some money to through any sales of the paper zine versions of my stories. You can grab those zines uh, from me, often at Suitcase Rummage and other events around Canberra, and I'll keep informed of those via this podcast and social media, but also retailers, most particularly Harry Hartog at Woden, the National Library of Australia Bookshop, both of which also stock Capital Yarns, the book, a compilation of all the short stories featuring some fantastic photographs by local photographers of the capital. Also talked about uh, communities at work. Uh, the early morning breakfast service uh, served at Pilgrim House in the city uh, and also the Red Cross. Just some of the wonderful non-government organisations who do some tremendous work all year round but uh, particularly worth thinking about this time of year and uh, if you're thinking about donating perhaps to a charity, maybe think about a local one, have a look at those and, and, and plenty of the others uh, who do some great work in the ACT. And as I said, I'll keep some information in the show notes for you and how you can find out more about the work they do. Thank you also to 
Hashimoto, who supply the theme music for this podcast, and you can check out more of their work at Hashimoto.com. Hope you have a fantastic Christmas and a, and a wonderful new year, holiday season, I should say, even for those who don't celebrate Christmas. It's, a, it's summer in Australia. There's plenty to get out and do, and I hope you really enjoy a, a well-earned break. And I'll see you in the new year for more tales from the capital. See you now.